episode of Little Anime Podcast, where we talk about anything anime-related, games, movie shows, anything anime-related we talk about. So, before again, as usual, before we get into our main topic today, of course, we have our news section. Let's do this. This damn computer would stop freezing up every second. I don't know. I'll just pull it up here. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> so, let's get into it. The first piece of news from AnimeNewNetwork.com, uh, the <clears throat> uh, they announced in their 23rd issue of Akira Shoto's Young Champion magazine announced to, on Tuesday that Hisho Takahashi's Junk Rank Family Manga be going on hiatus. Uh, they didn't really go into too much detail about that. Maybe. Uh, it's COVID related, or maybe hello, is this thing hearing me? Okay, I look like it froze for a quick second. That I freaked out. So <clears throat> yes, um, so anyone who's been reading that manga, there will be a little delay because it looks like the person making it will be going on hiatus, and it doesn't really give any details about why or when they'll be coming back. It's just something that's happening, I guess. <clears throat> Also from anime.com, Blaze Blue's uh, voice actress Kanako Kondo announces her marriage slash pregnancy. Uh, Nana Miski is the only Japanese celebrity to announce her pregnancy last week. Also, the voice actress Kondo, Kanako Kondo, who is best known for playing No Noel Vermillion in the Blaze Blue Fighting Game series, announced on her Twitter account on Tuesday on Friday. She has gotten married to a man outside the entertainment industry. Initially, she stated that several weeks after their marriage was wedding was decided, she learned that she was pregnant and is currently in her second trimester of pregnancy. So congratulations to her and for anyone who you know is a fan of that and of that game series and knows her personally. I'm mean, not personally, well knows her from the game and people who know personally, uh, and her herself, congratulations. Okay, next piece of news, and this is something for Sword Art fans. The uh, maybe you've heard about it, maybe not. Uh, there was speculation a while back that the after you know the uh, World of War Part Two ended, right after there was an announcement saying that the Sword Online uh, progressive light novels were going to be getting an anime adaptation, 
then there was a little uh, news update about that uh, that some people were speculating that it was going to be uh, turned into a movie or an, or an anime series. And but now we have a confirmed that it is going to be an anime series. I mean, not anime. So it's going to be a movie series. Uh, the sword art on uh, it's going to be a leecher featured linked adaptation of the first arc of the Sword Online Progressive is on the way. The film is formally titled Sword Online Progressive Aria of the Scar- Starless Night, which will be animated by A1 Pictures and is set to debut 2021. So we won't have to wait that long about um on it. But for people who don't know of yes, this is another um I'm sure I've talked about it, and I'm sure people who are Sword Art fans have been talking about it. It is a light novel series that basically kind of goes back to the Einkrad art in the first season of Sword Art. And, but basically, this one is a more detailed version because it goes through floor by floor. And basically, yeah, basically it goes more to detail because what happened in the first season of Sword Art, they kind of... They went through the first floor, then they jumped to, like, a couple of floors, and then they jumped to, like, floor, like, 75, where, like, the real stuff really happens. But, yes, apparently, well, according to everyone else, the progressive light novels is going floor by floor, and the first arc of it is going to be made into a movie series. Uh, we're not sure if it's going to get the whole Fate, uh, Heaven's Field, um, uh, thing if they like they're gonna make that whole series into movies which some people saying will probably be better than making it into an anime uh because they'll give more leeway on what to do and what to show compared to if they just do an anime uh but honestly i don't care i'm excited it, i saw the trailers they're all on youtube if you want to see them or if you go on like anyplex uh website i'm sure there'll be the, the trailer for that as well um, but I've seen that it looks amazing and kind of what we've seen and what people are kind of speculating that it's kind of going to be telling this story or like beginning story kind of from Asuna's point of view because in the anime we of course we get it from Kirito's point of view because of course he's the main character so people are speculating and according to what the trailer kind of showed me it looked like we'll be getting well even maybe this first part will be telling it from Austin's point of view from when she first joined when first she first got into the uh sword art and kind of how she built up to getting into the position she was when she became the vice commander of the knights of the blood oath so i'm interested in seeing that seeing her development how she changed and whatnot so that'd be interesting uh <clears throat> Next speaker news from Crunchyroll.com. Uh, Koki Yas director has a new anime that's coming out called Black Arrow. Supposed to be uh, supposed to be debuted in January 2021, and there's already new visuals out for it. Apparently, it is a mech TV anime called Black Arrow. Um, it's supposed to be premiering in January 2021 and supposed to be running for half of a half a year, so six months. <clears throat> The director of the original, the director of the anime series called Gia's Gore Takachichi, I can't say these names to save my life, um, also released new visuals for the main mechas along with the character art of the rest of the mecha um, comrades. So, you know, anyone who is, of course, who was a huge fan of Kogias. You've watched Kogias. It's like one of your top five animes. Uh, the director of that is now coming out with a new anime. And honestly, I'm very interested because, of course, 
Cody Yaz is one of those all-time favorites that everyone's heard about, at least if you have not watched it, but I definitely recommend you do watch Cody Yaz. It, it is freaking amazing. It's definitely different from from how most animes are, because of course our main character isn't the typical main character you see in like maybe My Hero or Black Clover or Bleach or anything like that. It's just very, very good. So it's definitely a recommend for people who have not watched Kogias. I say watch it and then you'll have something to look forward to with this new anime, Black Back Arrow. Uh next please uh next please next piece of news from animationexpress.com. Apparently Kana Super is getting a mobile game. The mobile RPG Kona Super God Blessing on this wonderful world fantastic day is coming in 2021 for iOS and Android devices worldwide. Uh, it's published by Next Nectone. The game will feature fan favorite characters from the popular anime series, including Kazuma, Aqua, Megami, Darkness, as well as an all new cast of characters. In partnership with the console publisher Kana Kondo Wat. And developed by Sumsnack. Um, Kanasuba Fantastic Days follows the original storyline with the original characters from the anime. In addition, an all new exclusive characters created solely for the game will be featured along with unique stories. Japanese voice actor Jun Fukushima and Sora Amayadi will also be getting back into their roles of Kazuma and Aqua, respectively. So, people who are a huge, huge kind of super fan, uh, yes, apparently there's going to be a mobile game coming out next year that's going to be following the storyline as well with some added stuff. So, that's something interesting. Me, myself, I have not watched kind of super yet. It's definitely on my list of stuff to watch. Because uh, it was also, it kind of came out when all those other isekais came out, and I was like, oh my god, another isekai, I'm just gonna skip it. But people have really, really loved Konosuba, and f- apparently they really love it to the point that it's getting an anime, adapt- I'm getting a game adaptation, so mobile game. So that's pretty interesting. So, if people, friends of that, you have a new mobile game you can play. Uh, I'll have to watch the anime first and then see if I'll be interested in downloading it, because. I do need something to replace the, excuse me, the Black Clover mobile game. I'm still very upset that that game literally have like another month before the game uh, shuts down completely. I think they said like December 9th that the servers will be closing down. I'm still very upset about that because I love Black Clover and I love the game. Um... But I do have, like, all the characters now, and I'm just trying to level them all up to at least 100 because, you know, they're giving out so much stuff since the game's going to be shutting down in, like, a month. So, um, I would say for people who maybe are a Black Clover fan, if you want to get into the game, like, right before it closes, uh, you don't have to pay anything because they did cut off, they did shut off the whole um, paying process but because so there's so many ways for you to like free gems and free things like level up characters i mean it's kind of late now because it is gonna be gone in a month but if you just want to see it just to see how the game is and kind of give a tribute uh i'll definitely do that but yeah kind of super mobile game coming out next year uh last piece of news from uh animatesnews.com attack on titan manga is one percent two percent from completion the <clears throat> creator Hajime Hashiyama reported on Sunday that the manga is 1% 2% away from completion. 
Hishiyama spoke at an unveiling of the statue of the main manga's main characters at his hometown. I'm not going to say that because that is ridiculous. Uh, I cannot pronounce something. No, I'm not going to try. <laughs> he added that he has been arranging the pieces of the fine finale, like the end of a shogi game, which is a Japanese chess game. Hashiro pre- previewed the rough layout draft for the final panel of the manga series on MBS documentary program. I'm not going to try to pronounce that too, because I'm a butcher it. In this November of 2018, and said that last December he aimed to end the manga this year. Uh, so yes, the so the we are getting the final season. So the fact that the manga is pretty much almost done is very good news because then they won't have to rush the ending and give it a different ending from the manga. So that's something definitely to look forward to, that the manga is going to be ending pretty soon, and then the final um, season is supposed to be coming out. So that's something we can definitely, definitely look forward to, you guys. So that's the end for our new section, and let's just get into our main topic. Of course, this is our Pokemon month, so uh, uh, my previous episode, if you did not listen to it, I basically ranked all the Pokemon main character girls from my face, at least. Um, main characters being Misty, May, Dawn, Iris, and Serena, respectively, only because I have not watched anything further than that. So, yeah, that's kind of hard for me to be like, oh, I can't really tell about the other girls from the Alola um, series, because I didn't really watch that one that much, and then in this new series that's out, I believe Ash is partnered up with a boy? Just a guy? Like, he's just with one other person that's not a girl this time, and I haven't really watched that one either, so yeah. So, basically, our main topic, we are talking about what series was, what series was our top favorite growing up? Um, basically, I was thinking of doing it by the regions that, because basically the seasons are kind of all, there are so many seasons that they separate up in so many different seasons. Uh, for anyone who, if you listened, if you heard the opening, it was the opening for the uh, Johto region when he, when they go to the Johto region right after they finish that whole orange region, uh, all those islands. So um, I figured I'd just do it by the regions. Because that's basically how the whole, basically the whole, like, you know, it is separated by seasons. Each series is kind of like, oh, he's in this certain region for a certain amount of time. And then when he gets into the main league and after he does that, he jumps into a different region and does the process all over again. So, of course, the first region was the Kanto region. Uh, that's the OG region. That's where he started, where he had the Indigo League. There is where his journey started off with his first main um, crew with Misty and Brock. Um, and, of course, we get his first ever rival in that, which was Gary Oak, the grandson of Professor Oak, who was the professor in the Pallet Town. Um, I would say I had, a, like I said, I had a very fond memories of the first ever, like, series, uh, the first region they were in, because it was just so, because, of course, it was, like, the beginning 
of their journey of Ash's journey and him meeting Misty and Brock and you know him trying to prove himself as a beginner and trying to what up uh, Gary and trying to prove that he's just as good if not better than Gary this is very interesting um it's been a very long time since I've seen like the first series involving the Kanto region but I just have very fond memories of it it was so much fun um and then I believe I can't remember what series he finally uh, beat it Gary in. I don't believe it was the Kanto region. It might have been in the Johto region where he finally, um, when him and Gary were in the final, well, kind of close to the finals, and he ended up winning against him. But, yeah. Uh, next region would be the Orange Leagues, where it was just a bunch of islands. Uh, a lot of people didn't really like that, but I kind of liked it. There was, there was a lot of good episodes in it. He went to different, and now I would have to say that was like the first like real um, contest that he, I mean, real region that he won because I don't he didn't win the in the Kanto in the Indigo League, but he did place very high. Um, so I didn't really I didn't really mind the Orange Leagues. They were pre- they were pretty good. I liked a few episodes that would that had to focus on that. And then we got uh, introduced to Tracy. Because uh, Brock went away for a little bit, and then we got introduced to uh, Tracy, who didn't. Of course, he does stay in the series. He stays after that. After he, um, they come back, and he decides he wants to go to the Johto region. Um, Misty and Brock comes back, and Tracy ends up staying with Professor Oak and learning more about Pokemon and how to, you know, and improving his art. Um, so he does end up staying kind of in the series you see him kind of in the background whenever professor oak is brought back or something when he calls professor oak uh, sometimes tracy will answer or you know you hear tracy in the background so it's very funny um yes the next region is the johto region um i um like i said it's very been a long time since i've seen this but i kind of it's kind of the same thing as the, the kanto region um because of course he'd like this is no. He didn't start over. In these first three like regions that Ash went to, he didn't like do the whole um start from scratch. Or did he? Did he? No, no, no. He kept some of his Pokemon, but most of them he did end up training. But he kept the most like Bulbasaur, Squirtle, uh, Charizard. But he did end up picking up more like Chikorita, uh, Cyndaquil. Uh, what was that other one called? I can't remember. Totodile, there we go. <laughs> and he did pick up more Pokemon from there. But he kind of kept his OG ones. Yeah, for these first, like, three regions that Ash went to, he kind of kept his OG Pokemons with him. And, yeah, he ended up getting really high to the Johto region. I don't believe he won the Johto region, but he did end up finally being Gary, like I said. I, I, this was the one that wasn't Kanto. And, um... Of course, this was also the ending of the trio of Misty and Brock, because by then, Misty had to go back and do her duties of being the Cerulean gym leader, and Brock had to go back, well, he didn't have to go back home, but he wanted to continue on his journey of being a Pokemon breeder, so, or, yeah, breeder? That's what he wanted to be, breeder, yeah. Or doctor, something like that, I can't remember, it's been a minute. Uh, okay, then after that, he ends up going to the Horn region, where he ends up meeting uh, May and Max, uh, and gets into the whole Pokemon contests world, and of course, Brock ends up coming back a little later, 
and so then it's just the four of them. This is the first time where it's been more than um, just three people because after for so long we had we were used to the usual three uh, people, but this time we had four because of May bringing her little brother Max. Um, a lot of people, a lot of people really really hated Max growing up. I didn't mind him so much. I thought he was funny at times, especially when he would. Uh, kind of do the role of what Misty used to do of dragging Brock away whenever he got too into it with uh, trying to get too flirty with the girls and you know he would be the one that pulled him by his ear and be like okay now you gotta stop you gotta relax calm down it was really funny um people really hated him because he was snooty and he acted like he was better than everyone even though he was so young but I kind of didn't mind that because it kind of balanced him between him and his sister may because even though may was the oldest one she did do a lot of like reckless things and didn't really think things through just jumped in head first while you could say max was more the um more the like more of the thinker i guess you could say he was more technical kind of thought things through a little more even though he was a kid and whatnot so I didn't really mind Max that much. There were times when he was hilarious and he was, you know, there just to be there. And I think the journey kind of really helped him grow and what he wanted to maybe want to do in the future if he wanted to, you know, take over their father's gym or maybe he wanted to do kind of, he did kind of look up to Brock in a way because of how uh, so many th- Brocks could do protect it and then on top of being a gym leader too so I, I really liked it and I, I think the whole journey really helped him grow as well as long as well as May um the Horn region kind of extends a little more because there and then they end up going back to the who, where do they go no because at the end of the other season he I think he go no yeah they go out um, after that, they go back to the Kanto region because uh, uh, Ash wanted to battle the Battle Frontiers, and May got into the in- and then in a lot of the info stuff. Kanto got into contests, so a lot of the stuff that Ash kind of got into changed because like where he had his Pokemon uh, championship ended up becoming a ch- the championship for the uh, Pokemon. Uh, speak the pokemon contest there we go jesus i cannot talk so then and then at the end of that she ends up going uh deciding to go into the johto region to do contests there and whatnot um next would be um i hope this is right the sinon sinon region where he meets Don, uh, he gets a new rival in the form of Paul. I definitely remember that because their relationship was kind of way more intense than it was with uh, his rivalry with Gary. But I thought it was very, I thought it was cool that they kind of introduced a different rival this time instead of focusing on Gary. Because by this time, Gary kind of cannot need to give up being a pokemon trainer but kind of change profession and wanted to be kind of like his grandfather and study up on pokemon and whatnot which was very cool because he did pop up every once in a while um you know researching pokemon and whatnot um i really love it uh 
I forgot how far this season. I think no, I think in this one he he stays in this region for like the whole series when he's with Don. Uh, of course, Don is more in the, into contests as well, so we get more contests. I did like the and Pokemon does this a lot where they have a lot of episodes that kind of bring back the old characters that aren't there anymore. So when they were in the Horn region, there were a few episodes where Misty came back and. Uh, when they were, he was in this a new region. There were a few instances where contests collided, and May came back, which was very very cool. It was it, it was really nice to see you know the old girls come back, even if it was like maybe two or three episodes, just seeing them come back and you know them telling you know the new person, oh yeah, this was my adventure with Ash, or this is stuff we went through when we were in this region and whatnot. Kind of what they've been doing since they, you know, they parted, parted ways. Uh, next one is one I definitely don't have that much uh, info in. The Unifor League, uh, Black and White. This is the one where I kind of fell off on Pokemon. This is where we get introduced to Iris. And, oh my god, what was that boy's name? Uh, he had like three brothers. They were all in like different colors. I think he was the blue one. Oh, Lord, I'm see i can't remember his name i i no that's not his name hold on i'm gonna look this up siren 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 yeah he was also a gym leader and a connoisseur there we go i remember now he was one of the three gym leaders at the Suradian City Gym, as well as that he was an A-class Pokemon connoisseur capable of seeing the capability and closeness between Pokemon and trainer. I have to say, I liked his character a lot more than Iris's, only because he had a different... He was kind of like Brock, how Brock was kind of like wanted to be a Pokemon think he wanted to be a Pokemon breeder and how he you know studies Pokemon and you know can like oh these this Pokemon needs this and this Pokemon is adapted to that and they can do this and this and it was kind of like that but just kind of differently kind of like and he always based it off of food like he was like oh the spice of the thing and I'm just like what but he was very funny I really liked him um, I really don't know this much about this region because, like I said, this is kind of where I fell off on Pokemon. I stopped watching it after this season, and then I kind of, then I got back into it when I got to, then they got to the, when he got to the Kalos region, which was Pokemon X and Y, where he got into, when he met Serena and Bonnie, and I cannot remember this boy's name to save my life, and he was the brother, like, oh my god. Clement, there we go, Clement, which was the brother, the older brother. Uh, people liked him, uh, not him, people liked Bonnie a lot more because this was, again, another series where it was more than three people. It was three people plus one of them bringing their little sibling along. And, of course, this was kind of like the flip of the May and Max where it was Clement and Bonnie, and people really loved Bonnie. I thought she was freaking hilarious at the time, even though she wasn't, uh, she was too young to be a Pokemon trainer yet. 
just how like observant she was and she clearly saw how Serena felt about Ash but of course Ash and most boys at that age were very clueless so she was like oh my god he could be so dense and then he'd be like oh and his her brother be like oh my god Bonnie what are you talking about and she's like oh you're, you're just the same you're not any better than Ash and he'd be like wait what <laughs> Um, I really liked that region as well. I like that series as well. I really love the region, all the different Pokemon. And I did love the aspect of the Pokemon performer. Kind of if it's been on the Pokemon contests, where you contests were kind of really just showing off the actual Pokemon. But in performance, you use everything, including yourself, performing dances with your Pokemon instead of the Pokemon kind of you know, by itself in the contests, which was very, very cool, interesting. I really loved it. I love that series. I didn't finish it, but I kind of finished. I kind of know what happened after that, what happened and how it ended. And then they kind of jumped over to the Alola region where you got the sun and moon, where you kind of get introduced like his mom again. And then he ends up going to the kind of the whole switcheroo kind of because it wasn't really him going through this whole region and you know going through pokemon um battles and stuff like that no he was it was kind of changing into like a slice of life anime where he was going to school of course he still had uh training and learning new techniques for his pokemon stuff like that (coughs) excuse me but um i thought it was um I only see a few episodes every once in a while. There was, I definitely jumped in when I saw that Brock and Misty were introduced again. I was like, oh my god, they are literally bringing back the OG characters. Because after the Diamond and Moon, Diamond and Moon, Diamond and Pearl series, uh, Brock stopped being uh, a recurring character altogether. That's when they started changing up and more different people started joining in. Brock kind of finished off after that last series. And, um, I guess more people kind of joining in, but it was very, very cool to see, like, Misty and Brock again, seeing the OG, the OG3 trio again in this series. Um, and that's really it, because I have not watched this Pokemon Sun and Shield series. I have no idea what it's about. I have no idea what region he's in, and I have no idea the type of Pokemon that are in this region, but I very, very... I, like I said, I watched so much of it in the beginning. I saw all the episodes. So, I'm going to like base it off of the series or the regions, really. Let's see. Um, I remember, like I said, the first like series, the Kanto, uh, Orange League, the, Kant, the Johto region, the Hoenn region, and the cannot pronounce that right. The Sinon region, but the Diamond and Pearl region that he was in. I watched all those episodes. I didn't miss a single episode. But if I had to like, and then the Carlos region, Unifor League, and the Alola. Mm. I haven't seen all of Alola, so I can't really place it that high. The Carlos region? Mm. Like the X and Y series? I thought it was very good. Very hard. I don't know. I I like all of them. I would just say again, and this is no attention to the characters themselves, but maybe it is. 
I didn't really, like I said, I fell off on the Alola, not the Alola, the Unifa League, the Black and White series. I did not watch, I watched episodes here and there. I think I watched, like, the movie that had to do with those uh, two other characters, Iris and, uh, what was his name, Clement or Clined or something. Can't remember. Jeez, in peace. Um, so that would be my least favorite. The next one would probably be the Orange League, only because that league was very short and it kind of didn't really, it didn't really give this whole thing. He really was just jumping from island to island and defeating the quote-unquote gym leaders there but it wasn't really like a full-on battle battle he had to do like certain tests and stuff like that. a different twip, uh, a different take on it but me personally i would say i kind of wanted to go back to the old ones um next would probably be hmm, the og kanto region only because it seemed like i don't i don't know i just think that uh, like, if I th- name it off the other ones, yeah, Kanto would probably be third. So then next would be, well, third, like, bottom third. After that would be the Diamond and Pearl series of Legion. Only because, I mean, I didn't really mind the Pokemons that well, but I didn't really know a lot of them. Like, I can't name, like, ten off the top of my head like I can with the other ones. Uh, Next would be be the Johto League. I really did love that series, and that was kind of where it ended off with the OG3, uh, Misty and Brock going back their ways, and this was like, at the end, was Ash going into a new region and um, continuing his journey there. Next would have to be the Hoenn region. I really loved that series. Sometimes I go back and I just rewatch that whole uh him going through that whole league and whatnot. So I really, really loved it. And first place would definitely have to be the Kalos Legion, which is the X and Y series. I really, really loved that series. I remember just kind of making me get back into Pokemon after I fell off the series before it. And it just really got me into it again. And I maybe remember my love for Pokemon and just what made it so fun. So... Yeah, so it would have to be the Uno, Uno, Unova League, then the Orange League, then the Kanto Region, then the Diamond and Pearl Series Legion, then the Johto League, the Hoenn League, and then the Kalos League. Uh, I don't know that much about the Alola lead, and I don't know what region he's in in this new series, so I would have to stop it there. But yeah, um, I figured I'm kind of finished a little early today, so I figured I'd get back into my main topic, not my main topic, but the main thing I used to do, which recommend um, manga for you guys. But I have not been watching that many manga, but I've been reading a lot of these web novels or manwas, if so to say. So there's one I definitely want to recommend you guys. There's a lot of chapters on it. I'm sure you could probably find it online or maybe go to like webtoons or something like that. Um, the one I want to talk to you guys about uh, is called The Abandoned Empress. It has so far 127 chapters, and it's very, very good. It's, it's a drama, fantasy, of course, the man, manhwa and the manhwa, romance, shoujo, and tragedy. Basically, 
uh, his summary as the daughter of House Mon Queen Arista or Tia, people call her, was raised to become the next empress of the Castan Empire. With her appearance, with the but with the appearance of mysterious new girl, everything has fallen apart. The emperor has turned his back on her, and Tia's miserable life as the lower queen is cut short by death. However, a second chance changes her fate, seeming sees her rebirth to seven years earlier. Is this a dream or reality? Will my destiny repeat? Basically, it's about this girl who she is the daughter of uh, like a duke or something. And there was like this prophecy and she was supposed to be this girl of prophecy who was supposed to marry the future uh, emperor and bring peace to their kingdom. But then um, a new girl who shows up one day, kind of like an isekai, basically popped up and she is then quote-unquote this new prophecy girl and whatnot so then um and of course the emperor at first or the soon-to-be emperor was a total jerk to her mistreating her treating her like crap not giving her any like attention even though in this pre in her first life she was very much in love with him but he hated her but she had no idea why and but then when this new girl showed up he gives her all this love and attention basically and mistreating her and then at the end she ends up getting like kind of conspired against to where she was like oh you tried to hurt her and you because of you our child is now dead so i'm going to you'll be executed for you know hurting a member of the royal family and then she gets executed and her whole life ends up falling apart her dad tries to save her but he ends up getting executed for helping and then when she is wakes up, she realizes she's back to seven years in the past. And she tries so many things to change her future so it doesn't end up like that. She decides that she's not going to repeat the mistakes of her past life. She wants to, she like reunites back with her dad. because She thought her dad hated her and didn't want her to live her life. But then she realizes how greatly she misunderstand her and the people around her, how she was so quick to like kind of throw them away to get the love of this prince who mistreated her and never really like and hated her for basically no reason until you find out the real reason, which in my opinion still doesn't justify how he treated her in quote unquote their past lives or kind of past life like past in the future well uh, it's confusing and she decided that she's going to change she wants to uh be there more for the people who actually care about her she ends up developing new friends from other like um noble families who support her decision of trying to change her future so it doesn't fall into the same hands but as you get further into the story, you see kind of, a, it, it's more, you see more of the conspiracy that she didn't see in her past life and what's really going on and how she can just save, not just save herself, but save her kingdom from falling apart from the greedy people who just want to put someone in power so that they can have more control. It's, it's very, very good. So I definitely recommend it. Um, if I were to say, if this were to become like an anime, I would definitely watch it. Because this definitely is like, especially for like girls, it's one of them shows that, you know, that's def was one of these like series that 
kind of shows like, hey, if you really put your mind to it, you can change whatever destiny you think you have for you. Like, she thought her whole life was, oh, I'm gonna fall in love with this prince. She falls in love with this prince, and she thinks it's gonna be happy ever after. But then she realizes, like, that's not how it works. And there's just so much things she could have done differently. There's so many people that was actually there for her and loved her, but she pushed them away for this love that she never was going to get in the first place and it just really you see her growing not trying to be the person that she was before and standing up for the people that really truly care about her i just really love it i I, i'm definitely i'm caught up with all the chapters sometimes i go back and i just rewatch it but it really just hates I mean, there's a lot of series like that where the main girl falls in love with this guy. He mistreats her in her past life, does everything to make her life miserable. She ends up dying in the end. Then when she gets reborn, she decides she's going to change her fate and not end up in the same way that she was before. She's not going to let something like that control her life and ruin her life as well as the people she truly cares about and that are truly there for her it's just very very good so i definitely recommend you guys watch i mean not watching reading this if this does become an anime you you would definitely be hearing it first from me because this would make an amazing anime um i mean and they're doing that with like tarot god got a high school uh what's the other one noblest or something like that like, if this would become an anime, I'd, I'd watch it every week. No questions asked. Oh, speaking of anime, uh, I'll just give a little more tidbit at the end. Um, the first episode of the Yasuhime dubbed is out, as well as the first episode of the Soda Online World of Honor World Part 2 is also out. I watched them both. Um, I was very, I was not, I'm, from when I, gave out the news that a dub was coming out. I was not expecting the dub to come out that fast because they're only on episode, like, six of the series subbed. So the fact that they're already bringing out dub episodes, it's like, wow, that's pretty fast. I thought they'd wait till there was, like, at least a couple of episodes or maybe until, like, the, well, maybe not till the series was done. I thought they would wait until, um... Yeah, I wait till I thought they wait till they, they was like at least like a good chunk of episodes before jumping into the um into making the dub. Kinda like what the sword art is doing. Like the series is done, it's completed, and now the dub version is coming out. I definitely I made sure I was ready, completed. I, I wanted no one messing with me when I sat down and actually turned on the TV and I watched the dub because um, I don't have anything, I don't know any other way to watch it that way. I mean, I didn't mind. It, came, it gave me an excuse to actually watch my TV for once because I have not watched actual TV in like forever. So turning on TV to sit there and actually watch something live was very interesting um of course i'm definitely going to be keeping up to it i'm going to be watching the episode every all the new episodes of sword art that's coming out on toonami uh at 12 30 i'm watching every single episode that comes out dub yes i've seen the series already subbed but i'm definitely watching it dub uh, um, when it comes out all the episodes um so that's really it you guys thank you so much again for coming in and listening um let me know what series, which which region was your favorite. Um, like, 
which one did you like the most? Was it the, which one's your favorite? Was Kalos your favorite as mine? Or maybe one of the other regions that was your favorite? Like, let me know. And yeah, so next episode, we'll be talking about our favorite OG Pokemon, the first generation. So uh, we how I'll, what I'll do is I'll maybe pull up a list about the first Pokemon, the OG Pokemon, and kind of going through which ones were my favorite, which ones I didn't like, or and which ones were just, just playing out just creepy to me. But yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about next episode, our favorite OG Pokemon, the first generation. So once again, I want to thank everyone for listening, and I will see you all next week. Bye!